Hello and welcome back to the Omaha Podcast, where Omaha entrepreneurs actually help your business grow. I'm your host, Matt Tompkins of Two Brothers Creative, and as a business owner, would you speak out publicly on a controversial issue that you are passionate about if it meant losing customers? Or maybe you don't take a stand and that hurts your business. Over 50% of consumers demand companies take a stand on an issue that they're passionate about. But for a small business owner, that can be scary territory. On today's episode, Senator Megan Hunt is our guest, and I'm excited to have a longtime friend here to give you the survival guide for when to speak out on an issue. She's an activist, an ally, a state senator, and a small business owner who has balanced her passion for important issues with owning businesses and being a great mom. Should your business speak out on a social issue? When I look back at uh, when I started as an intern in radio, I was I was joined by uh, someone who was a I have to admit a much better intern, and then uh, has gone on to just you know far surpass anything I could do. In fact, when I every time I see something new that uh, they have done, I I just feel lazy and uh, incomplete. And of course, I'm talking about uh, Megan Hunt, uh, who is here on the podcast with us today. Uh, we start. I was like. What, 16, 18 years ago? Matt, I'm blushing. Like, what a warm introduction. But I was wondering if you were going to talk about how we met. Like, we really do go way back into the production booth at radio station, (laughs) just fooling around and had no idea what was going to be in store for either of us. But I called that, they literally called that studio the toilet studio because it was about (laughs) the size of a bath, like like just the toilet. And then it was right next to both the bathrooms, right? Like, you're two feet away, right? Yep. Yep. So it was, you know, real classy. Uh, but, but we had so much fun and it was it was such a great experience and then to look back and kind of see the path that we've you know taken especially uh you and I, I look back that today having you on we're talking about you know when a company uh should speak out on an issue and i think you've kind of walked this balance so effectively and so well uh not just being in politics and and representing uh the, the folks in dundee there in the state uh legislature but uh, before that, with activism, and you're a small business owner, uh, first with Hello Holiday, and now with uh, Shop 59 in Benson there. Um, so when you when you look back, was any of that like intentional, like planned out, or it was just, this is who I am, I'm going to learn as I go, adapt as I, as I move? Well, let me tell you, none of it was intentional at all. And one thing I was thinking about when sort of preparing to do this podcast with you is... You know, I have a feeling you're going to ask me about, like, what's your advice to business owners and what kinds of things would you recommend people do? And, you know, when I got started as a as an entrepreneur, I was 18 and I was making wedding dresses and I went on to start a co-working space in North downtown in the Mastercraft building in 2010 and went on to, you know, kind of grow that and start a clothing business. And now I run a stationery shop and I'm a state senator. But none of this was like the plan. Mm-hmm. I went to college for German language. Like I thought I was going to like maybe be an English teacher or something, you know, and in life, these opportunities open in front of you and you have a choice. It's like, do I want to do kind of a risky, weird thing that might fail or do I want to stay comfortable? And I feel like most opportunities I've had in my life, I decided to do the risky, weird thing 
telling myself like, oh, well, if it fails, you know, what's the worst that can happen? It's not that bad. I'm young and I'm not like as young anymore, but now I'm too far gone. Like I've gone too far down the rabbit hole and I don't know how to undo it. And that was, I think I got that <laughs> advice from somebody uh, at the same radio station actually. And I was trying all, I mean, I did the same thing. You and I are very similar and just like- Well, you're very like, entrepreneurial, you like, are. But I, and I don't think I realized that until like in recent years, mm -hmm. you know, because I didn't see it as that. I just saw it. I don't know. I don't know what I defined well, it as. We're just trying to have fun. Yeah. We're just trying to do something that we enjoy that makes us not like hate our lives. And it has an impact, I think, mm -hmm. you know, and in some way. But yeah, I had somebody tell me, he said, Matt, just go for it. Take the risk. I mean, you're not even 30. You got plenty of time to start over. And now I'm like, oh, I'm 41 and <laughs> still plenty of time to start over. So, uh, so I'm the same way. It's, it's, it's interesting how you have walked that balance, as I said, between being an entrepreneur, business owner, and then specifically with issues. Uh, this has become a, a totally different landscape, I think, in recent years. I, I found this, uh, they did some research, and it's interesting, 53% of employees and consumers uh, expect or demand that every brand take a stand on an issue that they're passionate about. And you see companies that are punished when they don't stand up uh, for uh, issues. You see companies try and, you saw this in 2020, try and tap into a trending thing mm -hmm. on social media and it backfired. Sort of capitalize on yeah. it instead of being authentic with it. Yeah, yeah like it, 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 even with like celebrity deaths, they do that. I think somebody who had like the, when Prince passed away, it was like changing everything to purple and it's, mm -hmm. and so it can backfire. And so I wanted to, I wanted to have this conversation with you to help a small business owner and entrepreneur uh, just kind of what, because where where do you start? Do you how do you know if you should take a stand? What should you take a stand on? How should you do it? Well, I think all of us have internal integrity and morals and values that actually drive us into the types of work that we pursue. I mean, I think most entrepreneurs and small business owners, especially you know here in Nebraska and the Midwest, we kind of get into business in order to help people. Okay, well, go deeper than that. Like, what is the underlying motivation and values informing why you want to help people like are you um, really passionate about sustainability and climate i mean that's like a pretty specific thing or are you really passionate about um, access and rights and agency and independence and things like that and we all have different reasons that we get into this work and i think that we need to interrogate that within ourselves and ask ourselves like why what is my motivation here because that's your answer i have developed a reputation over almost two decades of entrepreneurship of really blending the personal and the professional and the political and a big reason that that's so easy to do today is because of social media mm -hmm. i mean we all use social media to grow our businesses. And 15 years ago, you know, I was on Twitter and Instagram talking about my business, talking about sales we were having, talking about new designs we were bringing out, but also talking about my baby who was, you know, having their first words or- You're an OG to some for me. Like, like <laughs> Megan, you, Megan dominated. I can, I'll say that from a, an observer, uh, you know, Facebook, when it was first out, it was like, I, I, I had never really seen somebody I knew like in my own circle who had like, that much of a presence and influence. I mean, even like the the uh, uh, the whole merge lanes thing oh my God, the can be like zipper zipper merging. Zipper merge, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it's 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 just wild to see the influence and impact you can have. Um, and if you're using it for the right reasons, you can have a really positive impact too. 
Well, again, like none of that was really intentional either. I think I have this like deep character flaw, which is like I'm a huge oversharer and I also have a big ego. So it's like everybody give me attention for my dumb opinions. And that is like the perfect storm to be promoting yourself, growing your business, sharing your life on social media. And I'm not saying this is like a great thing, but um, I think that for everybody listening to this, if you're willing to kind of decide what it is you want to reveal to your audience, whether that's customer or, um, you know, friends and community members in your neighborhood, whatever it is, that gives people an opportunity to feel emotional about the same things that you care about. And, you know, I have championed a lot of leftist causes in Omaha throughout my professional career, through my businesses and all of that. And that can sometimes be controversial. But even people who don't agree with my positions on things, they know from knowing me that my views are authentic. And I think that even when you disagree with what someone thinks, if you know that it's coming from like an informed, passionate place, um, you respect that. I respect that in other people, you know, other people who take stances that I wouldn't take, if they know why they think that and it's with integrity and passion, I still respect that. It's like, mm -hmm. good for you. I'm glad you say that. People should say what they think about things because yeah. that gives consumers the choice of where they're going to spend their money and who they're going to support. Well, I think, I mean, that's such a great point to hit on because we try and think, okay, what, what's the popular thing I should support now, or I'm going to choose between these issues based on what I think my, you know, constituents or customers want and what aligns with it. And I think first you have to know, I, well, really backstepping first, you have to know your core values. Like what are your core values for yourself, for your company? And then after that, you know, what are you, like you said, what are you truly passionate about? Because you're right. I've seen, there are people who speak out on issues or they support an issue that I do not agree with whatsoever. But if I know that there's a reason that they believe it and they're actually going to have a discussion and back it up, that's totally different than somebody who just says, ah, just because, you know, mm -hmm. shut up. I don't want to talk about it. It's just exactly. what, I, you know, then it's disingenuous and, and people don't, people aren't looking to agree with everybody mm -hmm. or have everybody agree with them, but they do want everybody to be authentic and true to who they actually are. When we talk about these romantic ideas of like Main Street and the good old days and, you know, the America we're trying to go back to and the like, you know, the community building and the camaraderie, that's what we're really talking about. And in the good old days, you know, 50, 60 years ago, people were still having the same disagreements and arguments that we're having today, but they weren't, you know, so divided over it that they couldn't even go to their neighbor's business and mm -hmm. buy, you know, something from their business because they disagreed about something. And that's what I think we have to get back to. And, you know, whether it's in the legislature, you know, as a progressive, I work with lots of people who don't agree with the things that I do and vice versa. But because we know where those values are coming from and we are able to talk about them, um, it's okay. Like we can still be friends and work together. And the same is true on Main Street, in our neighborhoods, in our communities. Um, we don't have to, you know, boycott each other because yeah. we don't agree on things because we do yeah. agree on a lot of things. We do. And that's, I mean, I would say most people agree on like 80% yeah. of the thing, even, even in <laughs> politics, most of it. Okay. Why do you want that? Well, I want it for this reason. Okay. I want it for that same reason. It's just, we've got to figure out a compromise mm -hmm. and, and we can't do that when it's just a total shutdown lockout. You're dead to me. I'm not even going to, you know, acknowledge you. And it's just, it can get really, and that's, I think what business are afraid of. They, they think, well, if I say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing, I'm going to get shut out or banned or protested. And so I think right. they avoid, you know, they avoid the risk. I mean, honestly, it's, it's, it's a, I guess a calculated well, that's, risk. 
that's accountability. Yeah. You know, you can't avoid accountability and we're all going to mess up sometimes. I mean, my businesses and me personally, of course, have gotten, you know, criticized for frankly, kind of messing up. Mm. And when you make yourself available and vulnerable to people and, and, you know, reveal something about your values to them, you have to be prepared for the consequences of the feedback about mm -hmm. those values. And, you know, you can decide, am I going to listen to people and consider what they're saying? Or am I going to dig down deeper and just double down on the thing I did that maybe upset some people? And, you know, for example, when I ran Hello Holiday, after the Pulse shooting in Orlando, which was the biggest, you know, massacre of, yeah. at, at that time at that or time, something. Which is yeah. sad to Which is no longer, really exactly. Yeah. But we put out a sign on the sidewalk that said, F the NRA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> this was controversial. We got a lot what? of feedback about Wait, this. What did the F stand for? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> forget. No. Yes, forget. But, um, uh, a lot of people gave us feedback about that. You know, neighborhood people were like, we don't want to see that. And I thought about it and I was like, no, I'm not sorry that I said that. That's, I actually really stand by that. Mm -hmm. And then there have been other times where, um, you know, we've gotten criticism for the representation in our advertising or, you know, um, sometimes kind of stepping on somebody's toes who's already doing the work on something. And you think about those things and it's like, no, you have a point and how can I make it right? And I'm sorry for, you know, not keeping that in mind. And so it, it also takes some humility, I think, to um, admit when you're wrong. But at the same time, it takes some strength to stand in your values and say, no, I did that and I would do it again and I'm not sorry. Mm -hmm. But you know, you have to you have to question yourself and examine your views to know what yeah. those ways are, what those things are that you're going to bend on and what you're not. And one one side effect of the gridlock, specifically when it comes to politics and and where social issues, you know, are are just you know the the fight of fight word of the day. With that being gridlocked, it, it the, really the only way we're seeing things being pushed forward and on social issues in recent years has been by businesses by corporations or companies for whatever their motivation might be kind of pushing forward on issues. And we've seen that for good or bad, you know, maybe they don't step up when they should have, or it's too late, or maybe it's the perfect time to kind of move a cause forward. I think that's an important thing to consider though, is are you having an influence on the issue that you uh, and your company is standing up to support, you know, or are you just doing this I, you know, for just to say you did it, which I don't think that comes across well to anybody. Absolutely. And when you say that, you know, that makes me think of something else that's important to say, which is whatever issue we're talking about, whether it's climate justice or gun safety or racial justice or housing or whatever the issue is that is up in the community consciousness at the time, any position that a business takes on that issue has trickled up from the people, has come up from the grassroots organizing and support that has swelled around that issue. And so I think that's also something that businesses and business owners need to keep in mind is the humility and the gratitude to the people who are kind of on the ground in the streets doing the work to raise consciousness around these issues to the point where you see like, Pepsi making an advertisement about Black Lives yeah. Matter, or you see Adidas coming out and doing something around reproductive justice. And um, it's not typically because these companies have always wanted to talk about this issue. It's yeah. because they've been pushed by the people to do that. So whether you're a business owner or a regular, regular person, like standing up for what you believe in 
no no great change has ever happened in our nation's history without that groundswell of grassroots support. So it's just businesses responding to what the people are saying matters to them. It's like you said earlier, you, you mentioned you have to know your identity as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, and you also have to know who your customer is. You know, you have to know like, who, who is it that I'm targeting Who is or that I'm helping with my service or, or goods here? And if you're just ignoring what is important to them, or if it doesn't align with what's important to you, you know, you can make, uh, that's, that's, a, that's where you can come across, maybe make the wrong decision or just, uh, I, I guess, just kind of fall to the wayside and not be a part of the conversation. One example that we're all familiar with, um, and this involves entrepreneurs, I think, in a lot of ways, because they all are, is professional athletes. And you hear this, uh, there's a lot of, this kind of fight over, you know, shut up and play, or we don't want to, we don't want politics in our music, or we don't want social issues in our sports that we oh watch, God. or any of that stuff. And I, well, we don't want people to be people. Yeah, which I think <laughs> we de denying their humanity, basically. Anyway, go yeah, on. No, that's what, what that's what you're hit, you're alluding to, though. I think is that you know it it already is. No matter like, they say that about work, like which drives me, uh, <laughs> just drives me nuts because they they say this at work. They say don't leave the emotions at the door. Like, mm. You have to check your emotions out. This is work. Like you can't get emotional at work. Everything is emotional. You can't say sounds it's, like terrible work. <laughs> it's when you don't. It's when you try and block it out or compartmentalize the emotions and don't actually process or deal with them. That's the recipe for a disaster in a workplace and just for your overall success in your career. And it's the same thing with this. Like emotions are a part of us as humans and having these values these core values where we believe in an issue or support a cause that is who we are and yeah. so you can you can agree with that or not, not your job but yeah but i think yeah like the idea of just oh businesses just need to shut up and sell me shoes or an athlete needs to just stop talking about this issue i mean that hasn't been the case throughout the history of our country either it's not you know this isn't a new development we just maybe see it more on social media Yes. Yeah. Just kind of this thing of like denying the wholeness of a person. It's like, okay, so what is a person supposed to do? Go into work and leave their emotions at the door so they can earn money to go pay $500 out of pocket for the therapy they need for the life that they're living where they can't live in any kind of authenticity, you know, so they can make money for someone else. This is a tangled web of a lot of problems with our culture, mm. right? Is the suppressing of, of emotion, um, the inaccessibility of services that we need in order to like have a thriving, successful life, whether we're a worker or a business owner or whatever it is that we do. Um, but yeah, just asking people to like define themselves by what they do, whether that's an athlete or a business owner, you know, your job is to sell me stationery and clothing, not to yeah. pop off about abortion. It's like, go shop somewhere else then. I don't care. I'm a, I'm a whole person. Mm -hmm. And you know, when I am, someday I won't be a state senator anymore. And someday I won't run my stationery shop anymore. Someday my child will be grown and I won't have a kid at home anymore. All of these experiences that we have in life are temporary. They just are. Mm -hmm. And so we can't define ourselves and make our whole identity around that one a moment. place that we're yeah. inhabiting at this moment in time. You know, the first thing about me isn't that I'm a state senator or a politician or a mom or um, a business owner, like we're all very complicated people and it's okay to explore that and admit that. Yeah, we all live in that. that. We all live in that gray space. We try and make things black and white, but it's n that's not where anything actually is. Right. So I found this and I wanted to kind of, cause I wanted to- I, for, I was gonna say this got so philosophical, <laughs> <know>. but- <laughs> um, But to kind of bring it back to, cause that's my goal uh, with this is this podcast. I want this to be 
something Omaha businesses and entrepreneurs can actually take and take action on and, and use, not just, you know, the, the theoretical, because uh, you have to have actual steps or what are, okay, what's the, what are the three questions I should ask or answer? What are the three questions I should answer to know if I should speak out an issue and, and how to do it? So I, I did some of the old Googling and uh, this was- Did this you was, log on? Did you I, go on the World I, Wide Web? I logged on to the interwebs <laughs> and uh, all of them. Um, and so I found this. this is from the Harvard Business Review, which you know I read daily. Um, no, I don't, don't. But it was interesting. And, I, and we also included this and there's a bunch of other links, uh, resources in our show notes here. Um, so I wanna see what you think. Like these are the three questions they say. Um, if you answer with three S's, speak out as a leader on the issue. Two answer, yes answers, you speak out as a follower. One yes answers, you don't speak out, but you continue to monitor the issue. Zero yes answers, do not speak out on the issue. So the questions are, does the issue align with your company's mission and values? I think that's an important one. I agree, yes. It has to be relevant to the work your business is doing, mm -hmm. whether it's like literal direct product and services that you're providing or the underlying mission and values behind what you do, for sure. Can you influence the issue in a meaningful way? I think this is one that a lot mm. of people don't, I, I like to ask people like, what are we actually accomplishing? There's a lot of kind of rage uh, reaction with a multitude of things and, well, we'll just shut this down or we'll just end this or we'll, we'll ban this person or this group or whatever it might be. And we don't think, well, wait, who are we actually impacting? Like, who are we helping by shutting this down, you know? So I think knowing if you're actually having a meaningful influence is probably pretty important. Yep, am I helping? <laughs> yeah, am I helping, exactly. Am I being helpful yeah. or am I mad? Yeah, you know. We, I mean, on social media, we see that constantly with yes. individuals where it's, uh, you know, I'm outraged. Well, who, okay, who who is outraged uh, and are you helping them, you know? That's okay though, outrage is step one. Mm -hmm. When people are outraged but not being productive, I don't hold that against them because we've all been there, Yeah, you know? And that's really step one. That's like, okay, you're dipping the toe into activism and advocacy through the platform you have as a community leader, good, about time, mm -hmm. what next? Yeah, what's next? Um, so that's the question number two. And then will your constituencies agree with speaking out? So, you know, constituency, uh, that may be not sound like, well, that is a, I don't have constituents yeah. in my business, but no, your, your customers. These you're, are you're, the people who give you the authority and the power to yeah. do what you do, whether mm -hmm. that's a, you know, a community member or a customer or a literal constituent in some mm -hmm. of our cases. Yeah, yeah. Um, so but it is something to consider. I don't, I, I, with that, I think there's a ca caveat maybe that I was thinking of that, you know, don't do something simply because your constituents want it or demand it. It has to align. That's why it has to align with that, that first question of your company's mission and your values. Otherwise it can just be that can, that's an easy recipe to blow up in your face because, you know, you're just doing it for some other person's reason and not for your own or not because you genuinely support that, that issue. Right. I think that it is a shame for businesses um, or community leaders if they have a platform that people look to them to, uh, that they have access to lots of groups of people and they don't use it for any kind of social good. And I think, you know, you cited this uh, statistic earlier that 53% of people want corporations, want businesses, want community leaders to take a position on an issue that matters to them. That is what that platform is for to the people who follow you. And it would really be a waste of all of the work you've done to build your business, of all the investment and, you know, sweat equity that you've put into growing something if you don't use that to make the world a better place and selling widgets or doing a service isn't necessarily 
you know, hitting the ceiling on what your capacity can be to make a positive contribution. So um, that's what got me first involved in kind of joining my, my entrepreneurship with my activism is I realized I built something really successful. We have a ton of customers. We have a lot of eyes on the content that we create. And how can I share this platform with other organizations that are working toward other causes that matter to me? Because, you know, I was selling dresses and skirts and shoes and making people feel really good about themselves mm -hmm. by the product I was selling, but we hadn't hit the ceiling on the good we can do. So the way we kind of got into this, and it was a formula that ended up really working for us that I still do now at my stationery shop, is instead of trying to come out as a leader on an issue, for example, um, food insecurity. We don't come out and say, we're leading an initiative to collect food, uh, and we're going to be the leaders on this, and come and we'll tell you what we can do about it. Instead, we share our platform with community organizations that are already leading on the issue. So instead of that saying, you know, let's connect with Santa Francis House and come to this event at my store, and we're going to have, you know, the director of partnerships here to talk about what they do, and then we're going to, you know, donate 30% of our revenue this month to this uh, mm -hmm. organization, you know, whatever, things like that. Um, we became kind of uh, well-known in Dundee for doing this period product drive every year where people would bring in, you know, menstrual hygiene products, tampons, pads, all of that stuff. And it just like filled up our store. Like the whole front window of the store was just covered in tampons. And um, that caused a stir, you know, yeah. that got a lot of people talking and it had people talking about homelessness and the dignity of, you know, being able to go through these normal biological processes and be clean mm -hmm. and, you know, be able to take care of yourself. And these are things that a lot of people hadn't thought about before, but it was brought to our attention by a nonprofit community organization. So we said, you know, you're doing everything you can to get out the word and to raise money and build awareness and help people who are in need. And I'm just selling dresses. So like, how can I help you? Yeah. How can we merge our constituencies, our customers and our followers and our fans and do something bigger than we could have done separately? I think that's a good, uh, that's a good formula, like you said, because I, I think there's some fear or hesitancy in that, oh, I have, to, I, I'm not an expert on this. And what happens if they come at me with this counter argument, I don't know how to respond. And maybe don't put yourself in that position that you can still cause a good, maybe even more uh, influence in a positive way on an issue than you could as the official expert leader, if you will, Absolutely. Uh, by just supporting that and standing with people. And I think the other important thing you hit on is uh, supporting like they said, like the end result, like what's happening, what, what are we actually influencing here? Uh, I think a lot of times we think of certain issues and we, we attach it to a person or a brand, if you will, and yeah. it's, well, I like or don't like this brand or this person because it's this, I'm not gonna support that. Even though what's happening here is, no, 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 we're just trying to help you know, it, families with food insecurities, That's uh, exactly people who right. don't have a place to sleep at night. We want to help these people. That's what we're doing here. Uh, we're not making a statement. It's we're helping people. Mm -hmm. I think focusing on that. Exactly. And I mean, let's be real to, to take your point to a more extreme, like at my stationery shop in Benson, if every time I tried to raise money for, you know, abortion providers or for, you know, 
climate justice or for Black Lives Matter stuff, like anything that somebody thinks is controversial, they're going to get mad at me. And they're already mad at me because of stuff I do in the legislature. And it's like, you have to kind of remove your ego and your identity from the credit. Like, it's not like Megan Hunt's idea. It has to be, Megan Hunt has spent 20 years building a platform so let's put these other organizations up on there too. Here's what, what uh, you know, Senator Hunt is trying to do. And we want to do that, help do the same thing. Here's what yeah. IB Black Girl in Omaha is trying to do. Mm -hmm. Come to my store and yeah. support them. I think that's, that's, a, that's a really good point. And I, it, um, it leads me into kind of the next thing I wanted to ask you about, which is something I have experienced with this, but in a completely different realm, in a completely different space, uh, kind of working in entertainment and radio and television. You're going to have people who hate, attack you. There's the social media. Oh, when you the, put yourself oh, out yeah, there. Oh, yeah. Anytime you put yeah. yourself out there. So. I think there's a there's a fear for that for uh, entrepreneurs. They think, well, I don't want to have to deal with fighting with people. I don't want to have to defend this. Like, I want to support it for the right reasons. Uh, I want to speak out. I want to, you know, uh, help this cause. But I just don't want to deal with the counter, the the other side that's going to come at me. And you deal with this with politics. I you, I know you've dealt with this on a personal level with issues as an activist and and then as a business owner. So some of it does get to you inevitably. But I think. What are your um, what are you, what are the keys for you to uh, or for a, an entrepreneur listening here to survive, get through, and overcome the the uh, the attacks, the negativity that can really have uh, a harmful impact on your mental well being? That is a good question. Um, I think first we have to be open to criticism, and we have to be. Um, sensitive to the fact that even when we're working with our best intentions, despite what we wanted to happen, our impact can be harmful. And um, if you get feedback that your impact was harmful, consider that. Think, was it? Are they right? Are they partially right? And um, and then instead of you know retreating or digging your heels in deeper, reconnect with that person or these groups of people that have criticized you and ask what you can do to make it right. Because um, if your goal is to make the world a better place, you know, do all these, you know, rainbows and sunshine things, and people tell you you're not doing that, like maybe listen to that. Yeah. Maybe take that seriously. But, you know, I don't think that entrepreneurs should be afraid of taking these kinds of risks because, you know, think about who you are. The behavior to say, I'm going to put everything I have into a crazy idea. And if I don't do this idea, I don't think I'm going to be professionally fulfilled. That is like inherently so risky. Mm. It's like one of the riskiest things that we can do. And it's so brave and courageous. You have that bravery and courage inside you already. And if you've got a thought, if you've got like a cause that matters to you, if there's an issue politically in the world that you are activated around and you want to use your business as a platform to support that, you're already used to taking risks. Just mm -hmm. try it. Yeah. Try it and be humble and have the humility to try and earnestly fix it if it goes wrong. But don't go into it with the expectation it's going to go wrong. It probably won't. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're being authentic and you're open to conversations and you're using a platform in a way that um, is coming from a place of real deeply held passion for an issue, I, I think people actually really respect that. They do, and you you can you can apologize. You can if you make a mistake. Uh, I, I've done that before, where I posted or did something, and people came at me, and I'm like, actually, you know what? 
uh, they were right. That probably wasn't as funny as I thought it was. Yeah. So you address it, you deal with it. But I think being able to look inside at question yourself is the key to being a critical thinker. You have to have that to be an entrepreneur and not let it destroy you. Cause if your identity is wrapped up just in yep. a product or a thing that it's just a, that's a, a setup for failure and, and <laughs> a lot of sad times. Another thing is, let me tell you about the reality of cancel culture and you know, the world we live in today mm -hmm. that can be so politically acrimonious and that's maybe informing some of these fears people might have about diving in on an issue using their business as a platform. People forget so fast. When you look at Twitter and you know, you see a tweet and then you reload it and the tweet's gone mm -hmm. and you're trying to scroll and find it. When you do the same thing on Instagram, you do the same thing on Facebook. We live in a scrolling world like you look at your phone, you can go on any app on your phone and find something to be outraged about. I do this recreationally. I'm just like constantly on Twitter, like, oh my God, I, what's the world coming to? You know, we all do that. Yeah. And give yourself some grace. Don't worry. The worst that can happen to you is not that bad. People be mad. People might be mad for a week. That's probably realistically the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. And then they forget about it. You, you move forward in good intentions as a partner with your community, trying to make it better. And that's great. That's yeah. fine. It's not going to ruin your life if someone's mad at you. It's when you pick at it. It's when you mm -hmm. try and get involved in a, in a maybe not as productive way. That's when it actually gets bad. That's what makes it last longer. You know, it's kind of like a, it's like a pimple, you know, it's like, if you, if you just leave it, it'll go away pretty just, quick. Just apologize. But, you know, you start, yeah, will be, yeah, apologize, just, do better and nobody will be mad at you. It's fine. Yeah. It's okay to apologize. <laughs> you know, that's fine. Um, so I want to, I want to stick around for, we're going to, I want to do an extra question here um, for specifically for you, because I think it would be fun just to hear your answer on it. Um, but I wanted to remind people uh, shop five, nine, uh, basically 61st and uh, Maple there in that's Benson right. Right. and open Monday through Saturday right you know you say that's a good question and our on our uh door it says hours vary this is something that i have come to over 20 years of owning a business is like the stress of having to be there at a certain time every day we're basically open like 11 to 7 every day mm -hmm. but we always post our hours on instagram okay so if there's ever like something different about the hours we post and what's what's this instagram is this uh it's instagram like uh instagram.gov is this no, on the inter interwebs too <laughs> <laughs> yeah then, you log on you can find that but um on Instagram, we're shop59. Mm -hmm. And then so. if uh, people want to contact you for an issue, they want to support an issue, they're a business, they're an entrepreneur, uh, I know you're very accessible yes. with the the, uh, um, the legislature. So uh, I don't, I forget exactly your email address. I just emailed you to come on here, but like, no, um, for, yeah, what, how can people get a hold of you? First of all, I'll tell people, if you contact me through pretty much any channel, I will get back to you because mm -hmm. I really think it's important to meet people where they are. And it's like, if you want to talk to me on Instagram or Twitter or email or phone, I'll be there to hear you no matter what it is that's easiest for you to contact me. We're always telling people to contact their elected officials, but it's not easy to do that. So I try to make it easy for people. But you can email me at mhunt at leg.ne.gov. That's my, that's my Fed. It's the official. <laughs> that's official. my Fed account. Yeah. But you know, you can also just email me Megan Hunt at Gmail mm. or send me a message on any old platform and I'll find it and I'll help you. 
Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. I know you could talk about 20 different uh, topics for this particular uh, uh, podcast, so we'll have to have you back on. If you want to see the bonus question I'm about to ask her, uh, check us out on our YouTube channel, uh, The Omaha Podcast, and uh, you, could, you could check this out. Yeah, I don't know how I was going to end that, but it didn't really go that well. <laughs> I was trying to do, like, they call it in the business a tease, you know, drive them notes. So, I love that. Yeah, yeah uh, but I will ask uh, Megan the question here. Check it out on our YouTube channel. Thanks for joining us on the Omaha Podcast. Please subscribe now so you don't miss an episode. On the next episode of the Omaha Podcast, we have the keys to networking right here in Omaha. We're going to lay out the guide to which networks and which approach to networking works best. Plus, Van Deeb is our guest and an expert on building relationships to grow your business.